High Limit buying the All-Stars is the hot rumor, but is it actually true? We'll dive in today. Let's go. It's Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I've been asked about it a lot over the last several weeks. I have DMs, I have emails, I have text messages. I didn't really want to dive into this until things were a bit more official and from a reputable source. I don't really do the breaking news thing. That's not a game I want to play. But things have changed in the last 24 hours. So you know what? Let's talk about it. And since they're racing tonight, it's actually a nice tie-in. Uh, but these all-star high limit rumors, this stuff has, uh, has been going on for probably a year at this point behind the scenes. But it seemed like things really started to get kind of around during the Knoxville Nationals because that's when my messages really started ramping up. I had people texting me from that weekend wanting to know what I knew about it. Is it true? Uh, before that, it was kind of just conversations with industry friends. But since then, the public has really been drawn in. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, they started the High Limit Sprint Car Series last year. Their initial pitch was this was a midweek sprint car series to fit in between the national tours. So to fit in between the all-star schedule, to fit in between the outlaw schedule, to make the racers uh, uh, more money. Clearly, though, it's not that. And there have been discussions about High Limit acquiring the all-stars from Tony Stewart on the path towards making High Limit much bigger beyond a midweek series. And you can literally find this stuff on message boards and Facebook groups at this point. And usually where there's smoke, there's, you know, there's fire. And that obviously no pun intended. But behind the scenes, it's not so simple. I very briefly mentioned the future for the All-Stars on yesterday's show. And since then, I was forwarded an email that the series sent out, including on the driver's meeting that happened uh, with the All-Stars from Eldora this past Saturday. At that driver's meeting, a series director, Kevin Naus, addressed this, uh, these sale rumors, and the email I've seen did as well. The email was sent out to the All-Stars list of track partners about the upcoming series banquet in Indianapolis that happens during the PRI show. But in the email as well was a note about 2024. It reads, quote, We are aware of the rumors circulating that the All-Stars have been purchased by the High Limit Series. At this time, the All-Stars have not been purchased. And while we haven't begun our tedious process of scheduling for 2024, we plan to begin scheduling around the second week of October and we'll be in touch soon after. In the interim, if anything changes on the ownership side, we'll be sure to make you all aware, unquote. This email was sent by the All-Stars operations manager, Ross Paulson, to their tracks uh, and was forwarded to me by a friend. Now, understand that things can change at any time. And I was sent a message last night that there are rumors going around that High Limit is going to announce the deal for the All-Stars at tonight's Lernerville show. I'm not saying it's impossible for that to happen, but from what I've been told and this email, that doesn't seem likely. If a deal is imminent, the top series people are not aware of it. What I can tell you, though, from some sources I trust is that discussions between the two sides, the All-Stars and High Limit, have taken place on multiple occasions over the past year, but that no deal is currently in place. And it would appear that the two sides are prepared to move forward on their own. As for what this means uh, for the industry going forward, we can talk about that more as things progress in the coming months. I'll let you process this bit of information first because I know it's a lot, and then we'll go from there. Understand, though, that a major shift is underway in the sprint car world. Looking at tonight, a ton of eyeballs will be on uh, High Limit at Lernerville, and this was before all of this stuff, uh, but especially with $50,000 going to the winner and an entry list of more than 50 cars, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is even on the way to hang out. Obviously, the uh, Brad Sweet, uh, Kyle Larson influence certainly helped out there. 
We talked last week about the choice that some of the uh, World of Outlaws full-timers were going to have on their hands when it comes to choosing uh, which race to use their final freebie on. Would they do High Limit at Lernerville or the Tuscarora 50 at Port Royal next week in advance of the Outlaw weekend at Port Royal? And it seems as though we have our answer. Ten drivers still had a freebie to use. We already knew that Tanner Holmes and the Shark Racing 1T were going to do Port Royal. So that left nine Outlaw teams. Brad Sweet, obviously going to do Lernerville for the series he owns, so that dropped us to eight. And then looking at the entry list dropped by uh, High Limit late last night, only two other Outlaw drivers besides Sweet are pre-entered. They are David Gravel and James McFadden. So that means Carson Macedo, Logan Schuhart, Donnie Schatz, Spencer Baston, Brock Zierfoss, and Noah Gass all still have one left that they could use at Port Royal next week or elsewhere. And I'm not saying, you know, maybe one of those guys or a couple of those guys couldn't already show up tonight, but they are not on that pre-entry list. And I have to be honest here, I thought more guys would do Lernerville. I figured it would probably be an even split, maybe half do Lernerville, half do Port Royal, but not just two guys in Gravel and McFadden. Uh, the rest of the high limit entry list includes the regulars, Larson, Rico, uh, Anthony Macri is back in Bernie 71. Tyler Courtney, Zeb Weiser, there are going to be there fresh off of that all-star championship battle. Justin Peck, uh, Justin Sanders is back in the uh, Macri Motorsports 39M, Brian Brown, and a lot more. Uh, there is no Buddy Kofoid on this entry list, and he wasn't at Eldora this past weekend. I've been asked where he is, and it sounds like we'll see him back in the Roth car for the National Open at Williamsgrove. He told Jeremy Elliott uh, last week that they'll stay out with the Outlaws through the final Midwest swing and then return to California to run a trophy cup. This final bit of the schedule is actually a new addition for Kofoid and Roth as they had initially planned on him finishing this Roth tenure in 2023 a couple of weeks ago at Placerville. Uh, but they decided to add this uh, last part of the schedule here. So nobody Kofoid tonight, but you will see him this weekend at Williams Grove for the National Open. As a quick high limit reset to get you ready for tonight's big show, there are three races left, including tonight. Uh, next week, they'll be at Bridgeport, and then the season ends October 10th at Lincoln Park. Kyle Larson currently leads Rico Abreu by 33 points in the high limit championship standings. Through eight uh, series races so far this season, seven drivers have run every high limit show. They are Larson, Rico, Corey Eliason, Chase Randall, Ryan Timms, Dusty Zomer, and Brady Bacon. So far this year, Larson has three wins, Rico two, and Macri, Gio Selzy, and Justin Peck all have one apiece. If you're playing fantasy or uh, doing pool picks tonight, don't forget we have all of the high limit stats over in the analytics section at dirttracker.com. Uh, you can find uh, results from all of the races this year, plus that race they ran last year. A recent touring series wins at Lernerville have gone to Kyle Larson. He won with the All-Stars there back this year in July, and he also won this race uh, with the All-Stars in 2022. David Gravel, Brad Sweet split outlaw wins back in 2021. Uh, the outlaws have not been back to Lernerville since then. Uh, that spat over them switching uh, the firecracker from outlaws to Lucas Sanction on the late model side. If you're not headed for Lernerville tonight, you can watch it live over on Flow Racing. A quick note on one driver that you won't see at Lernerville tonight. Brady Bacon is recovering from an eye injury he suffered at Eldora during the fork round and is trying to get back in the seat to run the midget this week at the BC39 at Indy. He had methanol sprayed in his eye and ended up not finishing the remainder of the four-crown uh, four program. Uh, his eye is all swelled up, but he told Tyler Burnett his vision is 100%, uh, so hopefully he'll be able to get himself back in a condition so he can run uh, later this week. And since I just mentioned the BC39, Kana McIntosh will be in a new car at Indy this week. It was announced yesterday that he's moving from the Dave McDalby team over to Chad Boat for the rest of the season. This one feels a little strange just because Cannon's dad owns the team he had been driving for. McIntosh was not at Eldora this past weekend in the USAC Midget, and he's kind of had an up-and-down USAC season. 
On the extreme midget side, he trails at Jade Avedisian right now by 11 points in that championship with just three races left. Well, that's it for the show today. If you missed yesterday's daily, we talked about an interesting higher world racing group has made in recent days that has a UFC tie-in, something that will have uh, could potentially have major implications on the streaming side. Uh, you can check that out after you watch this uh, and stop by DirtTracker.com to see today's streaming schedule. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>